This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Josh Chernoff, host of Fight TV's So Says Chernoff, co-host of the Mind of the Meanie podcast and your Retromania ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one show. Introducing your host, Dax Xavier Josiah. As you are now listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk Time. Anime, comics, movies, and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter where y'all from. And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news, special guests. And unbiased reviews Suburban kids The hipster street dudes All can learn something new Me too I heard words with no faith is empty I stayed the course Though my haters tempt me Beep the podcast That'll make them envy It ain't too trendy It's ACMG Anime, comics, movies, and games Come on and let's get it Talk time Anime, comics, movies, and games Come on and let's get it Talk time Anime, comics, movies, and games Come on and let's get it Talk Time. Anime, live. comics, movies, and games to come on and let's get it. Talk time live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. I hope everybody's having a great, healthy, and pleasant week going on in the first week of our new year. We got a fun show for you today. We are going to be talking about anime in our talk topic. So all of you anime fans, you otaku out there, uh, there's going to be two anime series that I may consider that you or suggest i should say that you add to your list you know one of them being the uh way of the house husband season two which is on netflix right now and um possibly one of the best comedic animes in a long time and i'll discuss further why that is also battle athletes victory restart based on the original series of battle athletes the series in ova which came out decades ago i watched that in high school but they have a new uh, they brought it back with a new series and a new generation of cast. So want to uh, talk to you about why you should add that on, especially for all of you who out there who like the underdogs. That's going to be one of the things I suggest right there. So we'll talk about all that in our talk topic of the week. But we have a bunch of news to talk about here. Some good, some bad, some annoying and angrily annoying, I should say. But let's not waste any time, folks. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. 
All right, folks, let's start with some thankfully good news because this has been a scary week for fans of certain genres here. I mean, you got DeMar Hamlin with the NFL and thankfully he's doing okay after he uh, dropped down to the ground from, from being tackled and, you know, apparently getting cardiac arrest to some extent. A uh, very, very, very scary moment for uh, football fans and people in general. I mean, because this has never happened before, but he's uh, he's recovering really well so far. He actually just made his first tweet. He finally woke up and, you know, uh, oddly or in condition to his career, he said, who won the game? Thank you. know. But um, he actually was able to put out the first Instagram uh, post out there. And, you know, so far, so good on him. Uh, another one is our fa- one of our favorite Avengers. Jeremy Renner plays Hawkeye on in the MCU. And uh, we heard about him critically injured in a snow plowing accident while trying to help his neighbors out in Reno. And uh, man, it's just, it's devastating. When you actually see how big the snow plow is, damn near a tank. Um, you know, it has the same rotary belt, uh, you know, and wheels as a tank. And apparently it ran him over somehow. He it, it, the, it malfunctioned in a way that like it shouldn't have. And he got critically injured as a result uh thankfully one of his neighbors who was a doctor um was able to put a tourniquet on his leg until the paramedics arrived there was it was you know from what it was said it was very gruesome in a sense um they were able to uh paramedics came and uh airlifted him to a hospital um you know it it, it not only just i think as they said it ran over his legs but also you know ran over him and to some extent to the po- uh, point that his you know his lungs was punctured when they were trying to retreat you know you know keep him up afloat and my goodness i am so happy that he's alive but i don't know what that you know he's he's talking he's on full meds they showed um video footage his family his sister is there with him you know they showing him getting shampooed in the hair and everything he seems to be okay um However, there's some other things that's going to be coming into play with this, and that's possibly his career. um, You know, he's alive, thank goodness. But what does that mean for him being stable enough to do what he was doing already for his career and for his passion and such? Um, You know, him trying to be a hero in real life, you know, and this sadly happened to him. He was looking out for his neighbors, as he should. He's just one of those freak accidents that happen. I'm hoping that he not only is able to get out of this, but he's able to continue to do what he loves to do. And that's acting. He was just doing a new show on, um, continuing to do, I think it's a new show or a show that he was already doing. And that was a show he was already doing for Paramount plus. Um, so he had that going on. He's still Hawkeye in the MCU. So, I mean, depending on how he recovers from this, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. In terms of his career, I know for one that if he comes out of this okay enough, MCU will try to find a way. <laughs> um, Marvel Studios will try to find a way to implement him in and factor him in. They we see what we saw what they did with uh, Chadwick Boseman and how they did they they did that very well, and, um, in my opinion, in many people's opinion. Um, I think they will try their best to work whatever happened to him on the real world into that um it's it's uh it's really sad i'm really glad he's okay um i commend him on what he was doing leading up to that point 
uh i just hope him and the family are able to heal and receive right now because guy is he just always comes off like a really good dude uh and nobody's ever really i mean had anything completely bad to say about him um he did have one uh, a situation a while ago during uh pandemic with his um a strange wife and whatnot but nonetheless you know we haven't heard anything since so we don't hear bad things about jeremy runner so i wish him the best i you know friend, friends family and um and, and fans alike uh you know hearts and prayers and thoughts to all of you guys with that um i'm, I'm rooting for him you know so what i'm not rooting for is this tied ass son of angela bassett um one of the most ignorant things you could possibly do especially if you're the son of angela bassett i i, I can't fathom why this kid felt like he could do this not only he felt entitled that he could do this but he felt like this was a great idea on so many levels just i this just spoke volumes of his uh, he's a 16 year old kid i get it but i'm so i was 16 once too and i did some stupid stuff when i was i did some very stupid things when i was 16 i i, I can't I, that's a whole nother podcast in itself but i'm smart enough to know not to do what this kid did angela bass's son pulls a very insensitive prank on her he, you couldn't get any more insensitive than this 16 year old son slater posted a TikTok pranking uh his mom saying that fellow actor and black panther co-co-star michael b jordan has died you know this prank that everybody's been doing where you know they basically take footage in a record footage of you know their parents who are fans of certain people and tell them that they died to get their reaction this is beyond like all right at, at some point i'm like it's kind of insensitive and stupid but i get why people want to do it nonetheless it i think this was the end all be all to say why we shouldn't do it like this i think just i think this kid totally screwed up for everybody like i don't think anybody's going to do this after I, I hope nobody does this after this because it's he you don't get any higher than angela bassett you don't get any higher than this situation involving this this little uh this trend so he does this shows he shows his mom she was just about to get out the door her and her husband i guess was about to get out the door he goes and says you know michael b jordan dead at such and such age and the reaction from her was heartbreaking because we know the connection to michael b jordan which is also the connection to chadwick boseman and you know black panther and what that meant to everybody come on michael b jordan was killmonger so like say what you know chadwick boseman was black panther and he's iconic and he was legend for that but we also got to put michael b jordan in that same sense because one he's michael b jordan he's he's you know donna's creed he's you know he's all these things he's you know he's killmonger he's one of the dopest villains ever in mcu he's a tremendous actor he's you know he's established himself in such a way and respect for a lot of people and you gonna pull this i can understand i i get to an extent i don't agree with it but i get to an extent if you're just like a normal person who does this to your parents or whatever who doesn't know any of these people but are fans of these people i get the concept of that but when you're when you're this son when you're slater and your mom is angela bassett who knows virtually every single person in hollywood and then you pick 
the one person that is closely connected to her based on a movie that was closely connected to somebody who died way too young and you didn't consider it her feelings, her thoughts, her emotions, which she's already been through during that situation, which she been through when filming Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, and the performance that she did, because I think that performance, that outstanding performance that she did, a part of it was based on her true emotions coming out at the results of losing Chadwick Boseman. And you did that. So, the one thing about Angela Bassett, she's a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous artist, performer, actor, but she's also a very passionate mom. She's also a very strong black woman. And when you do something like that to a very strong, passionate black woman, you best believe you are going to get it. Anybody, I'm telling you from my, from my experience in the community, like right, God rest your soul, mom. But if, you know, regardless, if any kid did that back in the day, before now it's illegal <laughs> or enough to do so or immoral to do so, that is an ass whipping waiting to happen. And if you have a strong mom like Angela Bassett, who I don't know which she did to reprimand him, but the video footage that you saw after where this dude is crying as if he was on a, like he was in a hostage negotiation. I don't know. Slater later posted an immediate crying apology for the prank, acknowledging how wrong he was for making it. Apollo, he also apologized to the friends and family and fans of Michael B. Jordan for doing something so insensitive. If you saw that video, which you might be able to see in TMZ, I don't know if they took it down or whatever, but um, it was enough. Like, he had a very emotional apology. I can't speak for this. I, I, you know, allegedly, I don't know what happened, but that looked like he got an ass whooping. <laughs> he, I, I can't speak for it because we didn't see what happened. We don't know what happened, but you don't cry like that just by words. <laughs> you know, provided if that was the case, you know, I don't know, man, if, you know, put yourself in that place. If you were that, if you were Angela Bassett, um, you know, back, back in the day, we got asked what was for doing something stupid. We, we know, I, you know, people have a disagreement of what we should do in terms of reprimand, uh, uh, reprimanding kids and do stuff like that. But like, look, I got my act together when I got my ass whooped because, <laughs> you know, I, for, first of all, I was wrong too. Shit hurts. <laughs> so, um, Regardless, I hope he learned his lesson, but he needs that kid. Need, you got to do better. You not only are her son, you're part of a legacy and you're part of a brand. And somebody as graceful as Angela Bassett, as dignified as Angela Bassett, you know, you need to recognize that lineage that you're a part of. A name means everything and what you do within that name matters. So hopefully he learned his lesson. He's 16. I mean, I think we could kind of give him a little, just a tiny bit of a let go because he's 16 and 16 year olds do really stupid things. Again, I was 16 and I did some very stupid things. 
so to the point that I'm glad I'm here with you to even talk about this <laughs> in this podcast. Okay. Um, you know, for the grace of goodness that I'm here, <laughs> but, um, my, 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 it, that was just the most upsetting thing I've ever heard. Like, come on, dude, you really, this is the part that, I, that pisses me off about social media and, and that, cause we didn't have social media back when I grew up. You know, I, I I grew up when Pong was created. Okay, I grew up the, during the first Star Wars, so I was able to see the rise of all of this, which kids are now just embedded and assimilated into growing up. This is what they're born into. They're born into the ideology that, like, in order to get accepted and noticed, to get likes, you got to do the craziest, and stupidest things, and then, you know, social media, you know, they embrace that. Some way, some way, some way, some way somehow we need to we need to you know unlock the mindset that these algorithms are you know trying to make us do they, these algorithms create a self-fulfilling prophecy on us that makes us believe that we're not anything unless we do this we're not anything unless we look like this we're not anything unless we are of a certain status quo we need to break out of that because that's creating antisocial antics or that's creating you know stupid trends like what slater did we need to get out of that we hopefully down the line we can recreate reconfigure what social media truly is social media i i was swore that mark zuckerberg when he stole those ideas from those twins create put together facebook for the intention of us being able to connect with each other and then it became so commercialized a decade later is such to the point that it made political and politicized, I guess, to the point that it, it did the total opposite of what it was intended to do. So hopefully, and unfortunately I, the reality is I, you know, the Senate, the cynical in me thinks there's going to be another stupid trend. People are just aching to try to get attention. Why this kid felt like he needed attention because you know, the fact that his mom is Angela Bassett. But like I said, Slater, hope you learned your lesson from this. Hopefully you'll grow from this. If you allow yourself to grow from this, you'll be a lot more stronger of a person. I'm hoping for you, but praying for you even. So there. All right, let's get into some really good news here. And Netflix announced that Wednesday will return for season two. Honestly, did anybody think it wasn't coming back for a season two? Like Netflix will be the dumbest company ever. If they canceled that series, this wasn't like Cowboy Bebop. And I'm, for the record, I I, I reviewed Cowboy Bebop and I love Cowboy Bebop. I was one of the people who actually loved the series. Um, but they've let go some stupid stuff. But this would be on this was this series became a phenomenon almost in the same way that the original Adams Family movie became a phenomenon when that was out. And Netflix happily posted the news to fans with a video clip of the show as well as fans from around the world praising the show cosplaying as the character and then um announcing that our favorite adams will return there is no news as to wh uh, when the new season will arrive or when production will begin but they just basically i think this was a this was them saying like we had the meeting um we have decided everybody you know everybody agreed to their contractual you know terms and whatnot and we're going we're going spare anyway we're going gold with it so Good deal because um, 
I was extremely surprised at how much I enjoyed that. Um, Jenna Ortega knocked it out the park. I, I was so skeptical coming into that show because I was a full-fledged Adams fan of the original series, but I was also of the original show from uh, the original uh, black and white show. But then I became a fan of the movie with Raul Julia and, you know, um, and, and, and Christina Ricci, who really defined and redefined what Wednesday was. Like the Jenna Ortega version of Wednesday is the Christina Ricci version, but a little bit, you know, modernized to an extent. And again, so awesome. So, so awesome that that uh jenna ortega um i mean christina ricci was in the first series and you kind of knew that she was going to be kind of a main focal point of the series because it was kind of paying homage to it and it was also the passing of a short of uh, passing of the torch to jenna ortega just everything about it was just so well done and, and furthermore we got to learn we got an expansion of the adams universe which is something that we never got you know too much in the movie or the tv series we never got to see like they couldn't have been the only creepy people in the entire country and entire world they had to be more people so we finally got an expansion of that world and this they did a great job uh tim burton did an awesome job with this uh the writers and everybody did an awesome job with this it was just fantastic and uh the fandom was huge for this so um looking forward to definitely seeing season two whenever it comes out and we will check it out and review it when that time comes so another thing that i'm going to review down the line two movies that are coming up in january that i'm going to definitely review one one unfortunately i can't because you know my birthday's coming i'm probably i'm going to be away for that weekend so but i'll find a way to catch up to watch it um and uh that's uh you people in house party you people is a movie starring Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Lauren London, uh, making her return after um, Nipsey Hussle's uh, uh, passing. This is like the first time I think we've all seen her since Nipsey Hussle, at least for me. Um, and uh, David Duchovny's in this and Nia Long. This is really a bombshell cast here. This premise of this is basically Jonah Hill meets Laura London, and you know, they kind of you know have a thing for each other they've kind of fallen over with each other like jonah hill basically he works for a company he thought he was getting an uber and uh an uber driver he, he went into the wrong car but mistakenly the uber driver or the, uh laura london uh, looks just like the uber driver and they kind of connected on that he invited her out to lunch and they seemed to be clicking and they started to have they started a relationship now the deal is that they you know jonah hill has not met laura london's parents and I for, forgive me because I forgot the names of the characters and they didn't reveal the names of the characters yet. But uh, so I'm saying the real names for now. But, you know, Jonah Hill has not met Laura London's, you know, family who just happens to be Eddie Murphy and Neil Long. So now the situation is here is like, how will Jonah Hill's character be able to gel with not only her parents, but the entire black community in general? But then also. Laura London's character has to also meet his parents who just happens to be julia louise dreyfus and david duchovny of all people like yeah red shoe diaries david duchovny you know um x-files david duchovny you know, you know what i mean like californication <laughs> type of deal and then we got julia louise dreyfus we got elaine we got valentino 
<laughs> this, this, this is awesome. Um, this is another project put together by Jonah Hill and Kenya Barris, believe it or not. They're working together. And Kenya Barris, who you guys know, who has done a tremendous job putting a series of shows, blackish, grownish, um, mixedish, all those. And he's done a ton of different shows throughout the years and written a lot of shows. And, you know, this is another one of his projects. I love Kenya Barris's work. I he's able to put out some perspective in society and in, in um, sociological issues in a way that a lot of people will not be. They, they won't feel offended, rejected uh, or accused in a way. It, but it really does. He does a great job in writing these type of storylines that ease us into being educated to certain things you know um i think he did an absolutely tremendous job with blackish and if not for blackish we would not a lot of people would not know what juneteenth is that show is solely absolutely 100 it, it's it's responsible for juneteenth even existing and the country acknowledging it as a legit holiday we cannot i i dare somebody to say otherwise um but it is this this absolutely looks like an awesome movie It's going to be on this is a netflix exclusive and it's coming out january 27th i will be reviewing this i am so looking forward to this like the cast is awesome <laughs> this the main cast at least like you you got it it's awesome it's fantastic um so that's one the other one is a remake of a time honored classic i i i would i would dare say this is not a cult classic this is it's a cult classic if you're depending on what community you are if you're kind of if you're in a black community this is legend this is beyond cult this is legend if you're outside of the black community then yeah this is kind of a cult classic but house party the classic movies first two at best the the, the classic movie starring kitten play which was like the introduction of kitten play into hollywood and they knocked it out the park back then it's still being talked about to this day it's still being you know celebrated to this day and it's being celebrated in this new movie but it's starring two new people jacob Lattimore and uh toshin uh, or um, hopefully i'm saying it right toshin uh cole uh who are who are playing the kind of kitten play roles here so dozens of celebrities are going to be a part of this and basically the story of this uh, of remake shows us uh, students damon and kevin which is played by jacob and toshin um or Lattimore or cole i should say uh damon and kevin and i'm saying damon and kevin because that's the name that's on the shirt if you go on imdb they don't actually for some reason they don't say the name of their of of who they are for some reason i don't understand why but i'm going to say damon and kevin because that's what's on their shirt of their cleaning um you know alf, you know outfit in the trailer so damon and kevin who are looking for uh, to put together a house party in lebron james's house while he's away to raise money for kevin's daughter's education the results of this turns into chaos as you would expect as someone stole one of lebron's championship rings the two have to find a way to get the ring back and make sure that the party is done and over with before uh, at least with least amount of collateral damage and without their parents or lebron knowing now here's the part here's the deal here's the bad part why i don't i i i'm intrigued but 
at the same time, I don't like the premise of this because they wanted to raise money. They wanted to put a party in LeBron's crib. And here you have them talking about like, all right, let's put a party in LeBron's crib. Let's invite everybody. Let's invite celebrities. Okay. This is kind of like the Angela Bassett thing I was talking about. Why would you do something like this knowing that the celebrities that he's inviting knows LeBron? This is like the same thing with the Slater thing. Like, why would you make that stupid prank knowing that Angela Bassett not only knows who Michael B. Jordan is, but knows who the hell it knows everybody in Hollywood. So like, why would you, why would you think that would work? I don't see how this is going to work. Despite the fact in this, in, in the trailer, we see a bunch of celebrities, including Lil Wayne, LeBron James, Snoop Dogg, DC uh, Young Fly from uh, MTV's Wildin' Out, Gator from I Am Dave, Anthony Davis in a special appearance by Kid and Play. You trying to tell me that LeBron James don't know, like, like these people don't know who LeBron James is or is not affiliated with LeBron James. I know Anthony Davis damn sure is. I know Lil Wayne damn sure is. You know what I mean? I knew damn sure Snoop Dogg is like, how are it look, uh, how are these people going in this party? Not knowing I'm, that's what I'm intrigued about because I'm thinking like, that's a stupid plan, but this is what I'm watching because I want to see how they get away with the idea that all these celebrities are, you know, here. And I'm pretty sure they all know who LeBron is. And I want to see how they get around this part. So if not, then this is going to be kind of a stupid movie in itself because it's like this is going to be like one of those um pro wrestling loopholes you know or not loopholes but like um you know you know uh plot holes if you will because it just the logic of this doesn't make sense to me so i'm watching on the basis of trying to see how they fill this plot hole in this in this situation but the fact that they have kitten play in there kind of you know gives the seal of approval of this and i know they've been trying to redo a house party for years and actually I, if i'm correct i don't quote me but this movie was supposed to come out a, lo a long time ago i think they had this movie was already done during the pandemic because they were advertising this for quite a while and i think they just waited and waited until people were able to get back in theaters to watch this uh so we finally get to see it and looks like it's you know even if it, if that's the case then it didn't stretch out bad it's two years it's not bad so I'm, I am intrigued by this. I, I was a little skeptical because one, like I, this is again with the Adams family situation with Wednesday, I was like skeptical. I'm like, are they going to be able to reinvent the wheel with this? And then we got two guys who aren't, you know, this series, this show is based on hip hop, the popular, the popularity of a hip hop duo. But now we got two guys who, you know, admittedly, a lot of people may not know who these guys is or where they've seen them from. Um, they've, some of these guys have been seen on a shy and doctor who, and all these other things, but you know, I, these, these are still maybe considered new talents that we're seeing, but when we see the trailer, it does look intriguing. They seem funny and, um, I'm looking forward to it. So I am going to check it out. I think it comes out next week, um, on the 13th, which unfortunately I will not be not only be able to watch because i'm heading um, i'm going to be away but i won't be doing a show next week either so i may end up watching that movie next week and then probably maybe doing an early show to you know give my um review of that but um after watching the trailer i am a little bit more intrigued i am a little bit more into it i like that uh i believe jacob Lattimore's character 
he, he's gonna be the the kid in this and his mom is gonna be like the uh robin harris of the, of the uh of this movie you know rest in peace to the legend of course um so uh, you know I'm, I'm i'm intrigued i'm intrigued and I, I do like the fact that they because the other thing i was thinking to him like this is 2022 who has house parties anymore who you like nobody does a house party anymore like we did back today house parties used to be a thing back in the 80s and in the 90s and then they just died out and people started going to clubs more often but doing a house party in lebron james house is a good twist but again adding all these celebrities who may be acquainted with him that's going to be interesting so uh yeah i'm more intrigued about this now than ever so i will give my full review when it, when this thing when i finally get a chance to watch this thing this before the month is over i will be talking about this movie so you best believe that um moving on to believe it or not cw arrowverse news yes it does still exist although in a thin wire and it does in the form of the flash whose final season is coming and we have news uh coming out of this the final season of the flash will include the return of diggle aka spartan according to ign uh the cw's the flash is planning to bring back a popular fan favorite in the arrowverse to help give the series a great send-off before they go everybody's favorite david ramsey who um played john diggle from arrow which was like the flagship show for the entire arrowverse will be joining the cast in the final season i think that is a great idea uh we last seen diggle make his very make various appearances on a number of arrowverse shows uh in the past couple years post uh crisis on infinite earth which you know say what you will about dc films and all the dc films are now dc studios movies during the uh the snyderverse stuff the saving grace of dc comics in terms of live action anything was greg berlanti productions and what they did with arrow and flash and legends of tomorrow and supergirl and especially supergirl and batwoman to the to some extent what they did with crisis on infinite earth that was literally the infinity war uh, and in crisis on infinite x too both of those tremendously well done sagas crossing over all these movies they did a tremendous job for what they could do um you know in tv and everything above the normal budget uh in terms of cgi you know everything for that storytelling was great had you on edge had you crying all that did a tremendous job with that um so much so that many fans were like why isn't this in theaters why couldn't we get crisis on infinite earth in theaters with the blonti cast you know that was always a travesty that was a travesty right there but nonetheless you know um we like you know we seen diggle post crisis on infinite earth around many shows as he was leading to become the green lantern uh and and before that storyline was derailed now uh david ramsey was planning there were talks about him doing the green lantern and him becoming the green lantern and having his own show which was going to be on hbo max and then that all that entire thing got derailed and we were seeing you know him appear on so many different shows because it was supposed to lead into that and then all of a sudden they derailed it and they made it into a storyline where he just got rid of the uh the ring the MacGuffin that he was holding was believed to was implied or believed to be the actual ring of him you know taking over power and he didn't want to have that power 
I thought that was lame as hell. <laughs> it was extremely lame as hell when he did that. So um, no fault to James David Ramsey or the Diggle character, but that's what they did. So John Diggle's character made 10 appearances on The Flash dating back to season one. And uh, it'll be great to see him now because I think that's the lead character. That's the kind of character that they that Team Flash is going to need. They're going to need that. You know, I love that throughout the years, Diggle made such an impact on all the lives of the main characters, you know, by being the voice of reason in, in, in those characters. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And also returning up to the show is uh, uh, Keenan uh, Longsdale as Wally West and Kit Flash again. So he's coming back too uh, for one final foray. And uh, The Flash is the final show in the Arrowverse to end the over a decade long run by Greg Berlanti Studios, which includes Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, and Batwoman. Um, you know, Black Lightning also, I feel like it didn't get it, it didn't get a bad rap, but I wish it did have, you know, stayed longer. But to their credit, they they was able to give it a proper ending to that show. And he did, you know, Black Lightning did end up being seen in other shows after that as well nonetheless um i'm looking forward to the season I'm, I'm here to say goodbye like the rest of us like one of these one of these uh episodes this year i will give i think when flash comes out or when between when the flash comes out or when the flash ends i will do an episode totally looking back at the impact of what the cw's uh arrowverse has done and how much of a impact it had on many fans on a on a weekly basis man it, it was awesome that, that some great times to be a fan during the times when arrow and arrowverse was around man i'll tell you that so last thing i want to announce before we end this segment is disney plus announced that black panther wakanda forever will be streaming on february 1st disney uh disney plus has prepared the arrival of this creating uh the black panther collection on disney plus complete with every black panther appearance in the mcu that is including what if marvel's what if as well i believe it was last episode that i said like they better if any time to put wakanda forever on disney plus it better be black history month they weren't playing around <laughs> they're putting it on february 1st for everybody to see you like it's coming wednesday for uh february 1st what a great way to start black history month by putting that on um because that show i mean that movie made history it's the, the highest grossing um I believe it is the highest grossing film starring a black you know, uh female character that they ever did so kudos to them it was an awesome awesome film is a great way to pay homage to uh chadwick boseman i am looking forward to see it i did not watch it since i went to the movies to go see it because i want to have i don't want to get overwhelmed and bored with it but now that i know it's coming february 1st and now that i know that they got the black panther collection on disney plus to make it easier for me to watch every movie going uh from there from civil war on to you know uh what if i am going to watch it all leading up to that point again <laughs> so it is awesome so go out of your way check it out put it on your watch list it is coming and get ready to bring tissue when you do because 
Oh boy, was that a whew, was that a ride? Was that an emotional ride that was? So, folks, that will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're gonna take a break, come back, and it's anime time. We're gonna talk Way of the House Husband and Battle Athlete's Victory Restart, and we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Amanda Celine Miller, the voice of Boruto and Sailor Jupiter, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our top topic of the week. Ready? Wait. Folks, we're back with our talk topic of the week, and we got two awesome anime series that I think you will enjoy. Uh, one is a extremely funny comedy. Well, I call it cutthroat comedy, and the other one is more of a really fun cutesy but also inspirational type of anime uh one based on a really really inspirational anime one that kind of inspired me or encouraged me to keep going and keep doing what i'm doing no matter what and one the, the first one is way at a house husband season two which is out on netflix right now we're going to talk about that one first the other one is battle athletes victory restart we'll talk about that in a second but let's talk about one of the funniest animes like officially my on my top five funniest anime series of all time um and i think that is going along the lines of golden boy which i still make number one this one may be number two gintama is three um what i was gonna say four is possibly uh my the devil is a part-timer it may be four uh and i forgot what the fifth one is i gotta find out what the fifth one is but nonetheless this one goes among uh, uh, among the ranks of that because it's just free thinking funny and when i say free thinking funny uh which is a term i just came up with by the way uh free thinking funny to me is like stuff that you just don't have to it, it doesn't have to be really methodical it's just wacky as hell it's like how, it, it, it's so crazy of the things that these guys come up with and think and the concept of this is just so insane like this is adult swim level humor here uh which is why it's on netflix because you you know they get away with f-bombing and everything on this show that you probably couldn't do on um or adult swim and everything but also netflix brought the rights to this so they could do whatever the hell they want to it and i'm grateful for it so the story of this for anybody who did not watch this series yet season one is already there season two is here and i believe there may be more episodes for season two because i think it's like five episodes of season two but they're like 19 minutes each but oh i know the other one but i forgot the name of it i know the other one i i just now know the other one i i, I gotta get the name of that one it's so hilarious but um because the kid the guy the kid is born with um psychokinesis or uh 
you know, telepathic or telekinesis, telekinetic abilities and such. And he's damn near a god. <laughs> but I forgot the name of this. Somebody, if they're listening, they kind of know what I'm talking about, hopefully. If you're a true otaku, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Nonetheless, which means I'm not a true otaku. I can't figure out what the hell that name of that <laughs> this movie is. But I'll figure it out by next episode or whatever. Nonetheless, I digress. The infamous and feared. This is the story here. The infamous and feared Yakuza boss named Tatsu, a.k.a. the immortal dragon, retires from his life of crime to become a house husband in support of his wife Miku's choice to be a career woman. Now, first of all, before I continue that, how modern is this premise? How modern is this show? Because for one thing, you're a Yakuza boss. You're not thinking about what you want for your wife. Not to that level. Not to that extent. That's always been the belief. You're the boss. Everything that matters is the business. He decided to look to say, screw that, retire and support his wife. How modern of a concept is that, especially for Japan? <laughs> OK, so he supported his wife becoming a career woman. He could just say, like, first of all, he's a mob boss. He's a he's a Yakuza boss. He can at all right say you don't have to work a day in your life. You. We're, we're living a life of crime. We, we're making a ton of money. You don't have to look, you know. No, he decided to get rid of all that. He loves his wife enough. He said, no, I'm supporting you. How awesome is that? This one thing that I that I really appreciate about Japan and, and what they've done with the anime industry and, and, and the culture is that they embraced a lot of things. They embraced a lot of things, I think, before we do here in the United States. I can't speak for any other anybody else who's listening that's from another country, but because there are people that are listening from other parts of the world. And I thank you for that. But I, I they have been on point and not just recently, this has been on point since the eighties, like Robotech or Matt Cross they had an interracial couple in there. And that's never been seen anywhere before that. I have, I challenge anybody to, to document where you saw a black woman and a white man dating in a animated series, albeit rather cartoon or anime. And I got to separate the two because anime a lot of times is used for a delt oriented type of situations like they did in Macross. They had an interracial couple in there. They also been, they've been supporting LGBTQ plus before that term ever came to be. They were, uh, they were, you know, trans, you know, people on it and Macross again, <laughs> there were trans people, um, you know, gay uh, people and gay characters in, in these deals and they weren't, you know, being trivialized or stereotyped or anything. They were really embraced in there. There were a lot of different. And I'm not saying Japan does everything right because we have seen some racist stuff that it was done. But we talked about this when we talked about Kanikoman in a sense that, you know, that was a time when they did it at that time with Kanikoman and they did that little racist type of deal with the blackface and all that stuff. And we were talking about, I had somebody on a show from Japan who was trying to, you know, just explain or defend the situation. And I can see that from a perspective, it was a time when we didn't have the internet. They only saw what was being done in the United States to think and thought that that was probably okay. And then we, as we embraced and they went off and did it themselves. Now I'm not justifying that, but that's just the way things were in a case, but they learned from that. They learned much now because they're supporting the hell out of people now. Uh, we got a lot of black characters in these recent shows. We got a lot. I uh, just watched um, Bleach the Thousand Year War. The creator of the Zanpakuto is a black man. <laughs> OK, 
<laughs> I ain't mad at that. <laughs> they, you know, they've been doing a really great job. Capcom, Street Fighter 6. Instantly, you could create a appropriate looking black guy. They make sure to advertise that on air. They, you know, Square Enix and, and the, you know, Forspoken is coming out featuring a black character, a female black character. Kudos to you, Japan. I appreciate you. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we're being represented. LGBTQ plus is being represented. And, you know, this is no different. So, you know, far be it for them. Why not keep it going? They got a show where a Yakuza boss retires and they, he's in, 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 in the midst of fully supporting his wife to like allow her to do, you know, to embrace her and support her to, you know, have her do what she wants to do. Um, or for her to make the decision to do what she wants to do. I'm saying this is how I won't sound like <laughs> saying the wrong things here, but this is the result. This is the result of that. And I really embrace this. I love this. I absolutely, because I support my wife doing what she's doing. She's, you know, an accomplished and successful, you know, dog trainer. And she wanted to do that. She's a vet tech, but she wanted to do dog training. She wanted to do pet care specialist. And I support fully support her along that way and help her in her own right doing so. So I want, that was one of my biggest appeals about this show. Uh, this results in a variety of scenarios where Tatsu has a hard time living a normal life domestically because everything in his life was assimilated and engulfed as you know, in, in the mob world and in the Yakuza world, if you will, everything Tatsu and friends do, um, you know, it, it involves them being conducting themselves in the Yakuza philosophy. Um, you know, they're, they're so engulfed in their yakuza ways even doing during minor situations like food shopping house cleaning and even being neighborly with people in their community it's just hilarious they can't get out of being a yakuza ball so everything they do they feel like it's something you know crime related or yakuza related that they they embed into this and the, and the normal people around around them are just looking at this like okay this, this is happening right now. So there's a lot of crazy characters in the series and, and, you know, season two does not disappoint. I mean, I would definitely say one of my favorite characters, um, and there is his wife, Miko, who's like, not only is she just a funny, you know, ride or die, you know, person for Tatsu and Tatsu's a ride or die person for her. But, you know, amongst doing that, she, you know, likes playing video games. She, you know, she, is in with everything that Tatsu does. You know, she doesn't even stop, tries to stop him from, you know, it, saying like, okay, this is not what we do. She kind of goes along with it and it's hilarious to see it. Um, we got Nagi, uh, was it Nagai and, and a young policeman in this as well. Uh, Miko's parents, you know, are, are along for the ride as well. We got some, some of the other mob bosses around there, like uh, Habari Taru, Tari. We see every once in a while, she's a mob, she's a Yakuza boss as well in here and how he interacts with, you know, normal people. And, you know, he, he reacts to nor it's funny because he reacts to normal people in a Yakuza way, but then he goes into, you know, interact with people and that's still in the, the business, if you will, but he kind of shows his house husband side to them. It's really an interesting thing. It's funny as hell. And. I, I, I can't, one of the characters they, by the way, they make is the Roomba, which is the vac, the robotic vacuum. It's just hilarious. 
um one of his other one of the other appealing characters here too is masa who is who was also apparently a a mob boss as well a yakuza boss as well but then he decided to join you know he kind of went the way of, of tatsu and he now runs his own baba tea shop <laughs> along with his sister who is also just hilarious as well so it's like those two and them two together create some of the most zany out of pocket type of situations ever i had lied to you now i cannot do this show justice and on top of that the show is so popular that they also have a live action version of this show netflix also acquired the live action version of this and guess what it is just as funny Please, if you own Netflix, which a lot of people do still, wait a house husband. Even if you're, here's the deal. Even if you're not an anime fan, which, okay, if you're listening to the show, you are in some cases, in a lot of ways. You cannot be an anime fan and not, you, like, you can't be a comic book fan and not be an anime fan. There's always an anime influence in, in comics now. Movies, anime. Games, absolutely anime. So you, in a lot of ways, you probably are. But, the beauty of anime is that there's something for everybody. There's a different subgenres within anime, and this is one of them. If even if you're not quote unquote an anime fan, you can watch this and really like this is one of those anime shows that can really get you into anime because you're just like, I can't believe they did this or said this. <laughs> this show. I I'll tell you this. Season two was hilarious in a sense because there's one scenario, there's one scenario uh episode segment in the episode where Masa, Miku, and Tatsu is in the house and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, um, how they're going to hang out. And, you know, this guess it's movie night and they want to figure out what they want to watch. So everybody has a series of movies like when I say series of movies, I'm saying like Fast and Furious level amount of series or Marvel Studios versus series. So Miku has her series in there and they complain that, you know, all those all the all the movies that you want to watch are series of movies that have the same plot. But then they suggest a movie that they want and then they also say the same thing your movie have the same plot too and then tatsu also comes up with his and they always have this debate about which one they want to watch and how they want to watch it do they want to watch this this was the part that had me dying do you want to watch the sub version or the dub version and miku is a dub person because she likes the acting tatsu is the sub person because he feels like the japanese um you know actors do it the best and they basically are having the common debate of sub versus dubs that every anime fan has and i thought that was hilarious and genius for them to subtly implement that into that you know to the story and i thought it was like yeah they know we have this conversation all the time and they're just embracing it and having fun with it so it's just one of those stupid things it's like random stupid acts and events that they have on this show that is just hilarious so um man this show just just not this point i highly recommend it to anybody like season two i think there may be more episodes because there's only five right now and a lot of times netflix tend to only you know provide a half a bit half uh of a season and then the other half comes like a few months later i think mostly because they're recording the audio the dubs for this in the eight um adr you know um you know scripting and everything as they're going along and they did the same thing with all their anime. Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure just recently uh, released the second half of Stone Ocean um, to season two of Stone Ocean. So now we're just finally seeing the results of that as well. So um, 
go out of your way add this to your to your watch list it is a absolute i highly recommend like so much so this is an a plus grade show for me there's no way to put it, it i i i can watch this show as many times as i can watch family guy i cannot get enough of family guy this is kind of on that level but in in using a anime tone with it just insane if you're a fan of family guy i think this will be right up your alley it's just ridiculously funny and ridiculously off the wall and out of pocket <laughs> to the extent so go anyway check it out it's on netflix right now the other anime not as funny but just as fun and slightly more inspirational to some extent um battle athletes victory restart which is a i don't want to it's not a remake it's it's let's just say it's this is like the naruto next generation of um of its original it's showing the next generation of characters based on the original battle athletes was an anime from i would say from the 90s if you will that uh was talk wait, let me make sure battle athletes let me see can we get the original because it was a tv show and it was also ova an original video animation um that yeah, it first released first episode released in 1997 I saw this back in the day, you know, 97. That's when I was in high school. That was my high school year. And you know, it's high school kids will go, especially in the city and all that stuff. We, we got our moments, man. <laughs> you know, I was going through some stuff, you know, during my time. And I think battle athletes was one of those shows that kept me going. Um, I would say neon Genesis, even Gillian helped me through some dark times as well. Uh, I would definitely give credit to, you know, this show to battle to original battle athletes that in the OVA as well as this, because this is one of those and, and Hajime no Ipo, which I think I saw back then, but maybe a little bit later on one of those things. It was like, you know, keep going, keep pushing. You will eventually get there. You work your butt off and do it, you know, the type thing. And, and of course, Dragon Ball gets static, you know, too. But these ones were special because, you know, you got characters, underdog characters who are self-doubting you know insecure and not, don't think they're going to do it and then by the end it's just like boom you cheer for these you root for these characters battle athletes was that and it consisted of a group of female athletes not just normal female athletes these were like kind of superhuman like uh, athletes who were picked to compete in this athletic olympic like um competition with the goal of becoming what is called cosmic beauty and to get to become the cosmic beauty means that you have a lot of power you have a lot of influence you are able to make changes to your world and maybe the world around you so this is the next generation of that and we have the story of potato farmer kanata uh akihoshi who's represents earth by way of canada and the latest galactic athletic tournament uh where the winner becomes cosmic beauty um Kanata, I found this, you know, when this came out, this came out way earlier than recently. Like the reason why I'm doing this now is because the dub version is finally out on Crunchyroll. And I was waiting for this. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not watching this until they dub this. Because one, I love the dubs. I love, I I I'm aware, I'm fans of some of the talent that does the, that um work these shows and some of those talents have been on this show. So I, I support the craft, and sometimes sometimes I, I watch um, I watch uh, the subs. You know, I, I started watching subs when I started watching anime, but the acting and quality of acting has gotten so much better 
there's like some things I just I'd rather watch it as you know with the English cast on there um this was one of them and what I thought was very significant about this particular anime was something I have not seen in any other anime before because normally when regardless if you're if they have an anime where characters are based on a certain part of the world say London Paris uh Australia if you will hell even Canada you don't normally hear their accents this was the first time I actually watched an anime where they actually played the the actual accents at first when I when I first heard her voice I thought she was maybe from Minnesota or something like that because Minnesota's accents sort of kind of you know sounds like a Canadian accent to some extent except they don't say a but then Kanata said a and I was like my wife and I were watching it was like okay she's Canadian and then they further confirmed that later on down the line I was like wow they're actually you doing actual accents in here and I thought that was dope because it kind of really gives it a little bit more presentation and presence to it like you don't just say that you're from Canada and then not everybody has the accent from Canada who actually does and I think they you know I've known people from Canada who lives in the states here who don't necessarily do the accent until they go home <laughs> and then they you do they kind of assimilate into it again because they're around family that does it but when they're in the states it's like it's a whole different thing they kind of code change if you will but they really did it here and I was I really admired that they put extra effort into making sure and there was some you know people with you know British accents and English accents if you will that were representing different types of you know regions so all right I'm like they because they didn't do this they did not do this in the original uh battle athletes remember it was 97 so this is one of those times in, in where they didn't go into depth with character development and acting and performing no that was that was no shade on to the actors of back then it was just how the adr directing was and and you know that was how they did it but now there's a little bit more authenticity to the uh acting and performing nowadays so that i really appreciate and this is why i support every actor today because these guys do a tremendous job and i think anybody who doesn't give them full credit is is trolling or just you know you're you're being pretentious because you want to be the anime uppity type of person is what i usually call it you know thinking that the subs are some more superior even though you use subtitle to understand it you don't know a look at japan uh, japanese you know think about that but uh here you go so here's the pros that i have for this and the one thing i, I really you know enjoyed about kanata's character is that you know when she starts talking about potato farming it's hilarious like who is really into potatoes that much it just thought that was adorable and it says my, my wife got a kick out of it when she was watching it um but the some of the pros here like the most significant things was you know aside from the accents uh each character had an interesting backstory and character development involving characters who were paired up as roommates you know think of anything, let's go down the line here ava um she is a contestant that was colonized uh from a colonized planet and was forced to compete under oppressive conditions um you know this is where kanata and her met ages ago and they had a little bit of a bonding moment but they reunited and you know for this competition and for some reason ava couldn't remember who she was 
in how they met she didn't because and mostly because she was you know being she was under impressive conditions that was including them taking away her memory of things you know for for the sole reason of her becoming sort of a sleeper agent for her and you you know utilizing her extraordinary abilities to win the competition you know what's funny about this is that like the world cup just you know passed recently and there was a lot of controversy about some of the things that, that happens in the world cup or just happening soccer in general or football if you whatever would you want to call it and we, you know there's always some type of political situations going on with, with competitions like this so the fact that they involved this as well i thought was really an awesome thing uh shelly is competing to prove that she can win despite her limbs amputated and replaced with prosthetics um she got into a really horrible accident and as a result you know she got state-of-the-art limbs but you know she's out to prove that she can still be the athlete that she was you know with the you know with her will and the prosthetics that she's been provided here so uh and she's also the roommate of not um not uh kanada as well uh you also have yana who is a refugee looking to find peace on her planet uh, she has an agenda targeted towards her roommate lydia but is also struggling to proceed with it lydia is the princess whose family is responsible for colonizing yana's planet so they got that dynamic going on there you got um Paglia, who is a doctor of her planet who is looking to uh become cosmo beauty so she can have a, a you know the assets needed and influence needed to cure the people of her planet she was going through a bit of you know a downfall because she basically uh she was going through it because she was every type of I would say every every you know person that she was trying to cure ended up dying and you know that devastated her she felt like the only way that she can absolutely get through it and succeed is become cosmic beauty so she you know was going to compete from that so i want to note that um kanata the main character is believed to be the granddaughter of akira kanzaki who was the original protagonist in legendary cosmic beauty of the first battle athletes series now i don't know if i missed that but i was looking for the reveal of that because they do kind of look like um you know they they're, they're, the character design of them looks very similar to that except you know akira had basically pigtails so like she had two pigtails you know or cowlicks on the top of her head but they look exactly alike so i was they kind of never mentioned her it, it, well she mentioned that her grandmother was once cosmic beauty so it was hinted and implied that it was because of the way she looks and the fact that her grandmother was cosmic beauty and there's some similarities between the two but they never really showed the grandma at least i gotta watch it again just to make sure because i could have sworn i was looking for them to reveal her but you know i don't think i i detected it at all it's only 13 episodes in the series i don't know if there's going to be a second series but i would definitely say add this to your watch list on crunchyroll but if you can find the original two battle athletes you gotta go out of your way they're just so damn good especially if you're a runner or if you're an athlete or what kind i think you will find this to be a really great show um i didn't now i didn't like this as much as the original 
I think the original has so much more to it, but I, the backstories and everything, um, were so were really appealing. And I was in, you know, really into everybody's backstory and whatnot. They had a detective on the show. I forgot his name. I forgot to look him up, but, um, there was a detective on a show who was a black guy on a show. Let me see if I can find, here he is Jefferson. Yes. I was again, Japan showing love had this dope character. He was like a secondary character in here. Um, but he was, you know, he was kind of, you know, looking at the event because there were some, you know, antics going on of uh, some groups that were trying to sabotage, you know, uh, the event for their own political gain. So he was in here a lot. And, um, I really enjoyed the fact that they had this dude in here. They didn't kill him off. He was, or at least we, they thought we thought he was getting killed off, but you know, no, I want to spoil anything too much, but he's in this series. Uh, I thought he was, he's kind of a polarizing, you know, factor. He's kind of, let's think of him as the diggle of this series as well. So, um, yeah, I, it was really cool. There's a lot of great characters in here. Beautiful artwork, um, beautiful animation. Go anyway, check it out. It's on Crunchyroll. It's also on Hulu. I don't think that, I don't know if the English version is on Hulu, but the English version, the sub and dub version is on Crunchyroll. So you can check it out there. And uh, Funimation also has it as well. Now, I'm pretty sure Funimation probably has the, uh, well, wait, Crunchyroll is Funimation, but the Funimation app still exists. They're, they're still migrating anime into it they got a lot more anime from the funimation app on there so you know if you still own funimation you can still watch guaranteed that the english version is probably on there but now crunchyroll is finally getting more migrating a lot of the library from funimation into crunchyroll now so i probably buy i would i can probably predict that probably by the end of the year funimation app probably it, it will it will close down it will probably finally shut down and all the you know anime from there will migrate to crunchyroll and crunchyroll will be the sole area for that but nonetheless at battle athletes because there's so much anime on crunchyroll and so much to try to you know navigate through and stuff like that if you like underdog anime add this to your list too along with uh, hajime no ipu and all this stuff maybe i'll do another episode you know looking for the anime inspirational anime like this where stuff like because i think this is the part that makes anime so great where you have you have these characters that people can relate to because they're in the same situation and you see these guys aspiring getting through like this is why everybody likes naruto so much because that everybody when they go up to molly they it, it's an emotional moment for them because her portrayal of that of, of naruto basically inspired them I've, I've been like fan expo last year. I was uh, fan expo when, uh, you know, Sean Schimmel was uh, doing his own Q and A and everything. And, uh, you know, there was a guy in there that said like, you know, his character helped him through some really tough times. I hear that a lot. If you've seen any of the interviews that I've had, um, on this show on talktimelive.com, you will know that, um, you absolutely know that you see that a lot. You you get fans who come in and there's some emotional stuff. I look, I told Bali many times, like her character was very well inspirational to me in a sense, because, you know, people doubted Naruto a lot. And, um, hey, Naruto had to say, screw you. I'm gonna prove you wrong. I'm going to be Okage. I'm going to be the best that there is. 
and we got to see we got to follow him through that road and, and molly through over 300 some episodes or you know movies video games and whatnot have shown us that you know stuff like that is why anime is so beloved within us in this genre and um battle athletes i think gets a nod for that too and, and this one as well so go ahead and we check it out i think in terms of grading i like i said i like the original better than this but i think this was a great homage to the old but in terms of story i think the old stories was a little bit better and more enjoyable so if i'm giving that like an a i would be remiss if i give that a and say that this, that was better um i don't think it superseded it but it was great it was a great strong solid there i would give it a b plus for that because i think if i give it a b plus i'm giving better athletes an a plus for me you know um just it was great but not as good but it was still something that you could take from it it was some enjoyable characters um some great moments in there uh and some really good funny comedy moments as well you can't have better athletes without having a comedy in there as well too so go well, anyway check it out two great animes that is worth looking into and folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live i hope everybody again is having a great week a safe week a healthy minded week as well uh next week i will not be here i mentioned that um next week's my birthday i gotta you know i gotta celebrate it if anybody's gonna celebrate it is me damn it <laughs> so i'm heading out gonna be uh doing my thing and um you know i think there may be a select start at least there won't be a prime show there may be a because i do have some new games that i will i am currently playing um that in the next few weeks they will have so i gonna play it by air but i'm telling you the next game i'm probably gonna review is uh samurai maiden it's a little bit intrigued by this uh d3 uh, uh um the studios and bandai namco put this together uh you know they published this and um kind of has a Sinra kaguya type of vibe to it but little bit different in, in in certain ways but we'll talk about that coming up we also got um sports story uh that has not sport is this sports story yeah sports story that came out you know really silently i might add it's the follow-up to golf story which is a uh kind of a sport like a rpg with golf in it but now they this one has everything in it and this was so soft like this was so softly advertised on the eShop or anywhere they, like there was no people were excited for this game and then all of a sudden it just comes out with no hype or anything like that it was just it's weird but it's out i will be checking it out down the line um we also have uh ruby the new ruby game that came out that was done by arc system works and way forward to save us from the last ruby game that has come out which was crap is this one better well you got way forward and arc system works in it can it can they really do a bad game you know can they help this uh that franchise can they help rooster teeth we'll see um but we got a lot of those coming up and forspoken also is on in the mix uh which comes out on um the 27th i believe so we got a lot going for you and on this show coming in the coming weeks so stay tuned for that and much more so folks again thank you for taking the time all of our new listeners and uh all the new downloads that we've gotten thank you so much for supporting this show um Get a little heads up for wrestling fans. I did appear on Sunday night's main events um, extended podcast, which you could check out if you if you check out uh, Sunday night's main event, which is Canadians uh, Canada's premier wrestling radio show on TSN Radio. Uh, I'm 
you know, once again, back with the crew talking about Rampage, talking about Battle of the Belts. So if you're a wrestling fan, you can go out of your way, check it out. Go check out Sunday night's main event on Poppy. Um, and I believe they are on other sources as well. I'm not really sure. But, um, you know, I'll make a, a, another appearance with that with um, Matthew and Greg. This time, Boris is uh, hope he's feeling better. He was out of uh, out of plot, but we took over. We had a lot of fun and we talked about Battle of the Belts and uh, this week's Rampage. So go out of your way, check it out. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, those guys are awesome. And they do a great job and they work their butts off. And it's going to be a lot of interesting changes for them as well in the coming weeks. So, um, first of all, like I said, if you're a wrestling fan, you know, Canada is a very important, you know, part of wrestling history and the country alone is very wrestling heavy. So really awesome for me to be acquainted with this group, this, this band group of people. So go out of your way, check it out over there. Um, and follow them on their Facebook group as well. They're, you know, they got a Sunday night's main event Facebook group as well. You know, so really great group of people. Go out of your way, check it out over there. And um, as for me in this show, you can always check out this episode and every episode on TalkTimeLive.com. Uh, we have our audio episodes. We have our video exclusives interviews with some of your favorite fandoms. And there are people in, your, in, in the industry of your favorite fandoms as well as well tons of different video interviews that you could check out uh we have our media page which also has some other panels that i was involved with uh repop uh in 2021 we have uh what else do i have here we got our blog page which has a lot of uh content on there that you may want to check out from new york comic con from a lot of good events that i checked out on 2021 i'm ready to check out some new events this year guaranteed is going to be there and i will say this i already got one interview locked in it's a favorite of mine she will be back and I'm, that's the hint that i give you she will be back uh to the show coming soon we're gonna plan that um very soon uh, i also got some other people i'm locking in to come back on the show to talk about what they're what's up um what they're up to and who knows we may have some new people coming up as well so stay tuned for that and much much more um if you want to subscribe and download to your favorite podcast where everywhere podcasts are played including spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher podbean tune in audible pocket cast pandora and tumblr which you could type in talk time live in the search engine you'll find me there i'm also probably in a lot of other places that i don't even know about apparently that somehow some way this show gets reached out at but thank you nonetheless for even getting there and finding your way into this well and please keep us supporting and keep spreading the word of this show so that'll do it for me folks thank you so very much again on behalf of myself this is Dak Xavier Josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games as well as yourself this is ACMG presents talk time live I am out there take care and have a great week people Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.